y'all. Welcome to Be The Vibe Radio <laughs> with your hostess, Chris Alyssa. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, clearly, we are in a, in a mood tonight. <laughs> and clearly, since you hear the voice, you know what it is. It is our February edition of... Why in the sky with your hostess Christmas Sun and my co-pilot here, Mr. Reverend Sean. Oh, I thought I was just the voice or something this time around. I'm about just the voice. No, <laughs> no go ahead and introduce yourself. Clearly, y'all hear the voice. Peace, everybody. This is Reverend Sean Wills Goldman, aka Shaman Hands, and we just feeling kind of silly tonight because I think we need some of that up in the air. Yeah. Um, I think I think everybody needs to to get some energy that's a little lighter um, and just soak that up for a little bit because January, man. Oh, I know. Goodness gracious. Right. Man. But we in February, y'all. We made it. We made it. And I just feel like we just recorded a wide in the sky. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how did the month of January seem so long and so short at the same time? I'm like, oh my goodness. But yes, I am excited because, um, we're in a new month of the new year. I'm excited because we've been getting such good feedback about the why in the skies. Like all the, you know, it's been just the listens have been doubling and tripling every month for this. I appreciate everybody who has been shouting us out, who's been put is, putting us on their Instagram, their Facebook, who've been sending this link to their friends and family and Who's been, you know, those of you who've watched, who've listened, watched, <laughs> listened <laughs> two, three, five times, taking notes, you know, we definitely, definitely appreciate the feedback. So, um, yeah, we are, we're excited to bring you February's edition and I, it's no, no, uh, coincidence that we are recording this on two, two, oh, two or 22 with a whole lot of twos. <laughs> You know, um, on Super Bowl Sunday, which we did not even, weren't even paying attention to. And I heard that it was a very underwhelming Super Bowl experience, but we won't, I guess that's not what this is about tonight. Oh, it was underwhelming? Yeah. Everybody was, I keep seeing on my timeline about the halftime show and how boring it was. Yeah, so we don't know. Right, right. Yeah, those of you who are new to the Why in the Sky, this is a enhanced monthly astrological forecast where I pull tarot cards for the month to kind of get a, a gather what's going on, you know, collectively on a spiritual level, and then you know, Reverend Sean over here, uh, Mr. Shaman Hands. He breaks down the astrology and, you know, we love it because it's very thorough. It covers, you know, all aspects of what's going on in the sky. But, you know, it's great for those who are, you know, those who lean toward astrology. And it's great for those who lean towards readings and it's great for those who lean toward both. And, um, you know, we just find it to be a very, very thorough way of just helping y'all out, you know, help preparing you for what's to come and getting you guys in, in the right space to be able to just deal with and you know what's happening and moving through everything um you know on a on a in a way where it benefits you right yeah absolutely and then for me too um if this is your first time listening um i i always think it's so fascinating how much 
Chrysalis's tarot readings for the collective consciousness match up like perfectly with what the stars are already positioned um, to tell us. So um, just keep that in mind if this is your first time listening. Um, I think you might find that quite fascinating as well, but uh, we're about to get into it right now. Yes, yes, absolutely. So February, what's going on this month? Um, well, I will tell you that it's a, it's less uh, intense than last month as far as, well, my notes were only two pages this month instead of three and a half, four pages. <laughs> and I think uh, Shaman Hands, I think his, his, page, his, his notes are a little bit less than last month too. Yeah, I got like one and a half pages. That's precedent. We've I've, I've yet to see him with less than two pages. So... Yeah, we're doing... I've had one page before, but last month was definitely three, a little bit more than three, actually. Yeah, yeah, it was It was pretty, it was, it was a lot, a doozy last Things month. Things a lot lighter this month. This month, yep, absolutely. And um, so I'm just going to get right into my part. So something that stood out for this month, um, for the month of February with, February with the cards was that there were a lot more major arcana cards. Actually, most of them were major arcana cards. This is the first time this has happened in one of these types of readings for the Y in the Sky. Um, now, for those who are not familiar with tarot or maybe have a uh, uh, you know, doesn't don't really have like a, a lot of experience or knowledge around major arcana. Major arcana cards in a tarot deck, they represent um, the heavenly bodies, the celestial um, bodies, uh, planets, um, zodiacs. So they represent the parts of, um, you know, movements, spiritual movements that are pretty much outside of our control. Right. So, you know, whenever I do readings for people and there's a lot of major arcana cards, it lets me know that the person has a lot of spiritual things happening. It's kind of like there's a cause and the effect. So now there's they're in the effect period and there really isn't much that they can do in, in that time period because things have already been set in motion and now the universe is responding. So, you know, when we talk about why in the sky reading, that means that we're in the in the in the effect mode. We're in the we kind of got to let things play out because everything that we could have did should have happened in January. So now February is just a uh, trickle or the waiting period for anything that we did or did not do in the month of January. So I'm just going to start that off right, you know, just off gate. Right. And I'll get into the specifics of which major arcana card showed up. But the one card that showed up, this card actually jumped out. And last month I had a card jump out. This month I had another card jump out. And it's actually interesting. It's another 10 but it's a Ten of Swords. So for those who listened to last month, we had the Ten of Pentacles, which, you know, a Ten in a Tarot represents the culmination or the final reproduction of that suit. Now, we love Tens if they're in Pentacles or if they're in, uh, <laughs> you know, Wands or if they're in, you know, Cups. But Ten of Swords represents Death. And violent death, sudden and abrupt death endings. And it's actually kind of the most 
intense card that you can get. Um, it, because of course, you know, for those who are familiar with tarot, you've got the death card, which is a major arcana card. That is a, a symbolic death, a transition, a transformation. When you get the 10 of swords, that means actual, literal, physical death. And, you know, of course we've had the, the, you know, tragic death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter that, you know, pretty much ended January and, and, kicked off the month of February. I know there's been a lot of people passing away, um, which I've said that in, in, in January and December's why in the skies that we're going to be seeing a lot of that. We're going to, but the difference, well, a lot of deaths, but the difference for this month is that the Ten of Swords is violent deaths, sudden deaths, tragic deaths. So that's going to be the theme, right? Um, and then that's the physical side, but then you've got the endings. So a sudden abrupt endings, getting fired from your job, getting evicted, um, you know, major arguments that end a relationship, major situations that end a 10-year marriage, um, bonds with children broken, you know, children fights with children and you just don't speak to them. Okay, wait, hold on, honey. Good gracious, can I? <laughs> what? Ooh, I just had, ooh. Okay, we're going to let y'all breathe for a second because I just feel like you were just hitting them like, so y'all sometimes see, t okay. what I do? No, no, you didn't, you didn't do anything per se, per se, but I just, you know, y'all, Chrysalis is so good with the tarot cards. I think sometimes like she'll just be dishing out the information, like throwing it at you without necessarily realizing like how intense what she's saying is to the listener. <laughs> So, my bad. No, it's not bad. I just want to just let you know, just let's let them take a breath. Because <laughs> that was a lot. Like, it was just like hitting them, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, if we had sound effects, I'd be hitting the machine gun. Oh, my goodness. And all that. You know what it is, too? Because once I start going into the tarot, I start channeling. And then it just mm, starts coming. And then I'd be, it just be, I do this in yeah. readings, y'all. I do this. And then once I come, like, out of it and I'm, I'm just I'm like why the person across the table got their jaw on the floor with the eyes wide open <laughs> so but no you good you good mm -hmm. I just want to make sure everybody had a chance to breathe you know and process at least you know half of a a, a unit of that you know before you you know just keep it right, away, right. that's just the beginning of the uh, reading right? yeah I still got a, 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 that's only the first paragraph of my notes Ooh, okay y'all well alright so that was your breather. <laughs> okay, y'all, my bad, my bad. You know, I, I you know. <laughs> okay, so, but this is, I was getting into the good part of it, right? Right? Okay. I was okay. getting there. I was getting there. Um, the other card, there's two cards that supported the Ten of Swords. There we go. Right? There we go. The Three of Wands and the Four of Pentacles. And there was a lot of pentacle cards that showed up, which, you know, I was asking um, Shaman Hands before we started, you know, if there was anything going on with Venus or Taurus or whatever, because I, I was noticing some themes with the pentacles. But the three of wands, um, you know, wands is fire and the things that we are passionate about, our projects, the things that we give birth to, right? Um, but the three of wands specifically brings progress, expansion, and foresight. So what that tells me is that these sudden and abrupt deaths, these endings are actually to our benefit because they are supporting the goals and the things that we've set and the things that we've said that we wanted 
back in last month's, you know, time period and even in December going into the new, the new, you know, uh, calendar year. Um, so while it may seem daunting, you know, there is a certain level of necessity and then there's support for these sudden abrupt endings. And it makes sense because we're still in clearing season of the solar cycle. So this is all a part of the winter, the clearing season. This is part of that progress. This is part of that, uh, that cycle, right? So we have the three of wands supporting. We also have the four of pentacles. Now, the thing about the four of pentacles is the four of pentacles is specifically about how we relate with money and our basic needs. And so the four of pentacles is telling us, telling me that during this time for the month of February, you're going to notice that a lot of people have an over, that they're overly concerned with their but the basic needs. So there's going to be a lot of energy and propaganda around our basic needs, like food, clothing, shelter, um, you know, providing for your family, um, having your bare necessities. It's going to be overly uh, a, a heightened consciousness around it on a collective level, which makes sense because if we're going to, you know, there was a talk of going to war, you know, when, whenever there's a talk of going to war or actual war, then resources become scarce. That's part of war. That's the part of war. You know, so that may be something to to look out for, too. There may be some talks, um, you know, being put out about us not having enough oil or some type of grocery, you know, not enough bottled water, you know, certain things that we our basic needs, not enough housing, you know, not enough, you know, whatever the case may be, just with our basic needs. Um, But the thing about but the thing about that is to be careful because there's an energy of too much concern with what you don't have, and it's going to interfere with your opportunities. So what it is, is just a perpetuation of lack mentality, you know, taken on a conscious, a collective level. Um, so what this is meaning is that this is the month to examine your relationship with your money, um, set long-term financial goals. So, you know, this is still a continuation from last month's why in the sky, you know, getting very clear and not getting sucked into distractions. And when we talk about Capricorn energy, and I know we're in Aquarius season now, but there's still that level, a certain energy of the Capricorn still lingering, um, <laughs> Capricorns, Capricorns about their money. They about their coins. You know what I'm saying? But on a, a practical level, you know. So, you know, really set this time to to look at how you relate to your finances, to your money. Um, now, there's two cards that are shelled up for the month of February, and they kind of showed up together. And, or they support each other. So you've got the five of pentacles and you got the chariot, but the chariot was reversed. Um, now, the reason why these are important <laughs> is because <laughs> the five of pentacles is a depressing card. Whenever I do readings for people and the five of pentacles shows up, it is one of the worst cards, honestly, that you can get in a tarot, especially if I'm doing a reading about career or money because the five of pentacles represents poverty it represents it represents lack so now we've got this theme going right excuse me (laughs) so what this is telling me is that the that there's going to be an energy of poverty or if you're holding a poverty mindset (laughs) it's going to hold you back 
right? So between this five of pentacles and this four of pentacles, it's going to be very important to spend this month working on your prosperity consciousness. Um, like I stated, you know, examining your relationship with money. And then once you figure out where you fall on the spectrum, work diligently to really just work on your prosperity consciousness. Now, the chariot. Now, the chariot is a major arcana card that always represents forward movement. And it usually represents like traveling or even relocating, sometimes overseas uh, traveling. But on a personal level, it represents willpower, taking action, forward movement, self-mastery. A lot of times in decks, you'll see the chariot. Um, it'll be someone, um, you know, uh, directing a chariot or on horses, and it'll be one white horse and one black horse. And the horses represent the aspects of ourself. The white representing our, our conscious, the black horse representing our subconscious or our higher self and our shadow self, right? So... But in this case, the chariot's reversed, and it is a card that is directly connected with the five of pentacles. So the other aspect of the chariot is confidence. So for one, there's going to be, you know, a, a lot of energies and challenges to our self-confidence, a lot of challenges to our willpower, a lot of challenges to our forward movement and our ability to take action and leadership, um, but just a lot of attacks on our confidence. And that attack is directly related to how we connect with our finances and our money. So what this these two sets of cards are telling me is that this month, there's going to be a lot of energy where our confidence will be directly related to our relationship with money, right? So if we are walking around broke and, you know, poor and not really able to really invest in ourselves, not really investing in um, our stability or, you know, not in a space of security financially, is going to be an extra consciousness um, around feeling uh, self-conscious around it around this and around this. Now something else that showed up in this reading is the magician reversed. <laughs> so that's something else too that was interesting is that not only were there were there a lot of major arcana cards in this month's reading, but they were all reversed, right? Um so <clears throat> the magician reversed represents manipulation, poor planning, untapped talents, and not maximizing your potential. Okay. Now I want to get back to the manipulation because, you know, this month with the energies, what this is telling me is, is two things. One is that our, our, uh, there's going to be an extra vulnerability or an extra, uh, open door for us to be manipulated. Um, but also, you know, if we're not really mastering our shadow self, we're not, you know, mastering, um, you know, and tapping into who we are, um, all, there will be a tendency for us to also manipulate others, especially for those of us who are working in lack mentality. Because what happens is that when you're in a poverty consciousness or mindset, it makes you, it puts you in survival mode. And when you're in survival mode, it makes you want to exploit others. It leaves you more uh, it gives you a, a, a more of a prone ability to manipulate others because you got to get your, you got, I got to get, I got to live, I got to eat, I got to make this money, 
you know? So be very, very diligent with that. Um, it's very important to really work on your knowledge of self this month. Um, if you do that, it'll turn that energy around. It'll one, get you in a place where you're not exploiting others. It also puts you in a place where you're not being, being exploited. It'll help you with, with that aspect of the chariot, you know, your willpower, your self-confidence, um, you know, putting in you in a higher vibration definitely is going to bring you into more abundance and more prosperity. Um, so really, really focus on your higher self because the magician is also the one that m makes the magic and manifests things. So if the magician is reversed this month, um, it really would only be because you didn't do what you were supposed to do last month. <laughs> Um, and to be honest with you, a lot of these cards are really for those who didn't do what they were supposed to do last month, which makes me believe that there's more people that didn't do what they were supposed to do than those that did, you know, because really for me, you know, I did what I was supposed to do. Shaman Hands did what he was supposed to do. The uh, those who were listening to the wise in the skies and taking notes and putting things into action, they're all doing great. You know, we're all doing great, <laughs> but chilling we chilling like blessings on blessings. You know what I'm saying? But for those who didn't or don't have access to this information or who aren't using it and, util and utilizing it, this is this really is for y'all. Those of y'all who are in that space or for them who are in that space. Um And this ties into the, the last card that showed up, which is the star. But the star is reversed, right? So the star always represents our intuition. Our, you know, the, the star in the tarot is, it's always like some person lost in the forest. And then there's like the North Star. You know, for those who are into astronomy or who are into mapping stars or even, um, you know, who who uh, travel or who camp, you know that the North Star is always positioned in the North part you know, of the sky and that if you can identify it and if you ever get lost, you can just follow it and it'll lead you north, you know? So you have that as your guidance, that's your higher self at tapping into your intuition. However, it's reversed in this reading, right? So this is, whenever I do a reading for someone, you know, and this North, the North Star shows up and it's reversed, it lets me know that there's a lack of spiritual guidance, um, not listening to your intuition. It's the same way when, you know, there's certain cards when they show up, I just know immediately what's going on with the person. If I don't pull any other cards, it's funny because the five of pentacles is like that too. You know, if the five of pentacles shows up, that lets me know this person has been struggling financially. They're in their lack mentality. You know, they've been in poverty for quite a bit of time. They're depressed. They're destitute. When the, when the, the star shows up reverse, lets me know that I'm dealing with someone who is not listening to themselves. They're not listening to their intuition. They're not listening to their spiritual guidance. Um, and a lot of times I'm going to tell them things that they already know, and they're still not even going to listen to me, <laughs> you know, when the, when the, when the star shows up reversed. Um, so lack of spiritual guidance, not listening to your intuition, lack of faith, despair and disconnection. And this actually goes to the other parts of the, the, the reading, because if you've got the 10 of swords bringing sudden and abrupt endings, and then you got the five of pentacles bringing you poverty and lack, then that's going to test your faith. Of, of course, it's going to put you in a, a, a space of despair. Of course, it's going to make you 
you know, question your, your spirituality and question your path and question why the fuck am I doing this? And what is this all for? Of course, because that's what spiritual, that's what spiritual challenges do. They shake, they're designed to shake up your faith, to test it. So really anything that you're experiencing this month, whether it is blessings or, or not blessings, it's still to test your faith. Because if you're experiencing things that are not positive, it's just a matter of, okay, how dedicated are you to this path, to your path, to your path? And if you are experiencing blessings, then it's a matter of not forgetting where those blessings came from. So either way, you know, like we got blessed and I sure enough fed my ancestors, did my prayers at my boveda, you know, I made my offerings as a thank you. You know what I'm saying? So that's really what this is about. Um, the test of faith, learning to trust in the universe and yourself. That's what the month of February is all about. Um, and it's so interesting because in the tarot, you got the star, the North Star, and it comes, it's the number 18 on the on the on the in the deck. Um, it comes right after the towers, which is 17. The towers always represents destruction, like you know the this the it's it's the and we haven't had it yet in a wide in the sky, but the towers always is the the lightning bolt that hits the castle and you see the castle falling over, and it's the clearing off of your of your uh everything beliefs foundations so you can rebuild. That's the point. So then you got the North Star that comes right after because you know the major arcanist tells a story. So then you got the the North Star that comes right after the 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 towers, and after you've had that destruction of the towers, the North Star is here to guide you, and give you you know your spiritual strength and your and to renew your faith and to you know to have you look at your faith after the lightning bolt then just shut all your shit down, right? Um. So that is the energy of the star reverse. This month will test our faith. Now, I just wanted to uh, jump in real quick and um, speak on something that you said earlier um, about a lot of these cards um, pertaining to only a specific group of people, per se. I just wanted to um, speak on that real quick because I think that might have confused some people. I want to make sure everybody understands, like, this is a collective consciousness reading. So, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Chrysalis, uh, about this part, but... Um, a lot of what she's saying um, with this particular spread, this is a this is kind of a unique spread because, like she said, there was a lot of major arcana cards in this particular spread, which basically means that um, it's the level of the tarot deck that um, has a lot to deal with, like universal laws, um, mm -hmm. uh, philosophical uh, principles, natural forces, that sort of thing, um, the higher up concepts, if you will. But there are also within that um, one way of one way of putting it is that there's like a lot of if then concepts, mm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that'll help clear some yeah. things up because I don't want people to get the wrong idea. Like you know, well, how can this only pertain to some of us and and not y'all? Like y'all ain't special, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. we're not like nobody's exempt from this, but it's like it's kind of. Uh, it's kind of like a quirky little like twist with a lot of these because, like I said, a lot of these have that if-then 
kind of concept. Mm-hmm. And I know all my I know all my software engineers and my programmers out there know exactly what I'm talking about. But basically, what we're saying is that um, based on the energy of last month and how the energy of this month is starting to unfold already, um, because of the way last month's energy was, it's kind of like, well, if you put this out there, this is what you're gonna get. But then if you put something different out there, then this is what you're going to get. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to kind of help people understand, like, this does apply to us, too. But, you know, and and other people that have done a lot of the work. Um, but it's just a matter of, like she said, like, we're in a period now. And y'all going to see even more of that when we get to the uh, astrology part. You know, this is kind of like the response section of the call and mm-hmm. response um, in our journey through time um, in the universe is like, you know, January was more about us having more open doors to have more of a say-so in the direction we were going, depending on what we chose. And then now a lot of those doors are closed, but they're only closed temporarily. Like, mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't just close and stay closed. It's like they close, they open back up, they close, they open back up, and in different ways every time they do it. So I just wanted to kind of throw that in there. Thank you. Yeah. You know what I'm right. Because I could tell from the way that the cards played that there's more people that did not do the the necessary work than those that did. However, regardless of where you fall on the spectrum, the theme this month is faith. Mm-hmm. So whether you did your work or you didn't, the the aspect of having faith and leaning in your spiritual guidance for this month still applies. Yeah. And trusting you know, trust that there's good coming out of those sudden abrupt endings. Trust that there is some good that came out of the death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter. You know, trust that there's some good that came out of those, you know, I know a lot of people have lost some grandparents recently and some, you know, parents have passed away. You know, trust in the good, you know, tr- trust that some good comes out of getting fired. Trust that there's some good in you being evicted. You know, or whatever the sudden thing is occurring, like trust. Or you having to evict somebody else. Or you having to evict somebody else, right? You know, so any sudden abrupt ending, trust in the good in that. That's the theme, you know. And then for those of us who, you know, are receiving the blessings in the um, from the work we've done, you know, trust that the blessings will continue. Um, trust that you deserve to receive those blessings. Trust that you've earned them. Trust that they're for you. You know, trust who gave them to you, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so trust in your magic. If you lit a candle or you did some prayers or you did some, you know, went to your pots or whatever, trust that that's, that they that your prayers were answered. You know what I'm saying? So that's the whole theme. Anyway, regardless of where you fall on the spectrum. Um, so just some tips because, you know, it's going to be very important to lean in your spirituality this month. Um, you know, um, you do your prayers, your affirmations. Spend time in nature, specifically around water, because you're going to need to purify. That's something else. Make sure that you do a lot of purification rituals, you know, cleansing with water, you know, spiritual baths, you know, whatever, um, you know, going to the river, going to the ocean, all of that. It's very important this month. Um, spend time with your ancestors if you have an ancestor altar. If you don't, go visit your ancestors at their grave sites, you know, leave your flowers and go talk to them. Um, self-care is extremely important right now. So this is something else too. Don't worry about what anybody else is doing this month. Like if you're going to like really be into yourself, this is the, really the month to do it. 
you know, so don't worry about what they doing, what they thinking. Don't worry about what anybody else needs. Like very, very, very much tap into your self-care this month. It's going to be extremely important. Nurture your spirit, nurture spirit, period, you know, um, and again, like I said, the purification rituals. So those were my, my, uh, my pointers for getting through this month of February. But the good thing is that it's a, it is a much lighter month than January, you know, and it's setting up some really nice things for March. I can feel it. I can feel it already for the, for the going into the spring months. Um, but now it's just really, really time to just go within, really examine yourself do your self-care, check where you are with your prosperity consciousness, cultivate your prosperity consciousness, set your long-term financial goals, start to trust your, your spirit, your faith, really, really work on your faith. So that's my part for <laughs> the why in the sky for February, which actually was longer than it usually is um, yeah. for me anyway. Yeah, you was, you was flowing though. Mm-hmm. You was flowing though, that's what's up. All right, that was that was lovely, honey. Well, thank that was, you. was jam packed with info. <laughs> um, yeah, January, y'all. January was a lot, and you know, of course, we didn't. You know, we can never see the specifics of what's going to happen before it happens. But you know, as we stated last month, like we saw that it was going to be a lot. You know what I mean? And of course, the main thing that we talked about was the Saturn Pluto conjunction. And all of the other um, contributing factors like the sun and Mercury, uh, which is interesting that, you know, the sun and Mercury was involved so heavily with that conjunction because that's directly related to where we're going um, with the month of February and how things are going to unfold. Um, but, yeah, I was just over here like I just I can't stop saying how amazed I am when I hear your reading because, you know, when we record the wire in the sky for everybody. This is, you know, y'all are hearing Chrysalis's reading. I'm hearing it for the first time um, as we're recording this. You know what I'm saying? So we're kind of like getting that initial uh, presentation together. Um, and it's like, you know, I already be like ready to go to, you know, to spit my stuff to talk about what I've looked at as far as my notes together. But every time you give your reading right before I go, it's like, man, it just hypes me up because I'm just like, oh my God, like, it just be so, it just it just be so dead on with everything I'm about to say. So I'll be feeling like you be throwing me the alley, every, like every time, and now I'm about to just like slam it home. So yeah, let's let's go ahead and get into these stars, y'all. Um, now, like I said, of course, you know the main thing for last month for January was the Saturn Pluto conjunction. So definitely expect for that energy to um, to carry out for a while. You know, especially, you know, definitely the rest of this year, but, you know, at least like a year or two to come, um, because uh, if you didn't catch last month's episode, this is an alignment that only happens um, every, what did I say, every, is three times every century, um, give or take a little bit. But, uh, yeah, basically three times every hundred years, we see a Saturn-Pluto conjunction. So if that can just give you any kind of indication of uh, how much of an impact that has, that's what we're looking at. Um, that's part of what the intensity of January was all about. And um, Saturn being the planet of limitation, structure, karma, um, discipline, and then Pluto being the planet of transformation, 
Um, Chris has mentioned death a lot. Um, the, the Pluto is the planet of death and resurrection, um, evolution. Um, so, you know, when you put those two concepts together, that's a very intense pair of planets. Um, so we're getting to see really just the beginnings of a complete transformation of what we um, feel like we can experience as possible. You know, what, what limitation actually means. Hmm. You know what I mean? Um, a transformation of, of the structures around us, the systems that we, um, that we find ourselves involved in. Um, Saturn-Pluto conjunctions tend to always have something to do with um, war mm. and worldwide revolution. Um, so, you know, once again, the very beginning of, of January, it was like as soon as, you know, we had our New Year's excitement and then, bam, we got hit with this whole Iran thing. Um, and so, you know, and a lot of people talking about the impeachment still and, you know, just the, the rah-rah around all of that. You know what I mean? So... Mercury being the, the planet of information and communication, the sun being the planet of focus and our personality and our core selves. Those four planets are wrapped up in a very um, unique story right now. So even though the sun and Mercury are starting to move away from uh, Saturn and Pluto, um, Mercury especially has a, a very um, interesting role in the spotlight for February. Now, we also want to remember that this conjunction took place in the sign of Capricorn. I talked about Capricorn a lot last month. Capricorn is definitely going to continue to be in the picture for a while. The goat! <laughs> <laughs> Christmas loves her goats. I do! Oh my goodness. So, um, yeah, you, you want a goat on your team if you don't have one. I'll just put it like that. Um, Capricorn is the sign of teams and teamwork so yeah chrysalis loves having the right people on our team um but yeah that's definitely going to be a theme and something else that is um a huge part of this entire year of 2020 with all of the magic that 2020 is offering is jupiter the sign of i mean i'm sorry the planet of opportunities the planet of growth expansion luck rewards for your hard work hint hint right Jupiter is in Capricorn also. And so while Jupiter wasn't directly um, connected per se with the conjunction, it wasn't conjunct with all of these other four uh, celestial bodies um, during the Saturn-Pluto conjunction on January 12th, it was in the sign of Capricorn when that conjunction happened. And Jupiter stays in the sign that it enters. Any sign that Jupiter enters, it stays in that sign for pretty much a year. So with Jupiter being in the beginning stages of Capricorn at the beginning of this year, that was a major part of setting the tone for the entire year of 2020. So once again, Capricorn is going to remain a very, very important theme all year. Um, also, um, finishing up this recap about January and really the beginning of one of the most important years that we've seen in a long time and that we will see in a long time, eclipse season. So we started this year off in eclipse season. We had an eclipse at the end of last year and another one two weeks after that in January. So we're finally coming out of that energy. Things are starting to calm down. So, you know, I do have quite a bit to talk about as far as February uh, for this month's uh, forecast, but a lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about in February is not as intense. 
So I definitely want to, um, you know, give people uh, that reiteration so that, you know, you can kind of breathe, you know, you can take some sighs of relief because while we may have a lot of, uh, like, special alignments between certain planets we're about to get into with that now, um, a lot of the intensity is at least, you know, began to come down. Um, and then, of course, we had the sun enter Aquarius last month. So we are, like Chris Liz said, in Aquarius season. And for the, uh, for the month of February, that means we will be moving into the Pisces season. So you ready to get into February, honey? Yes, I'm ready. All right, y'all. Let's get into February. Let's go ahead and, and jump on in and, and get to the good stuff. All right, y'all. Before we get into the astrology, we're going to take a quick commercial break. All right, so let's jump into it. So today, once again, today is Sunday, February 2nd, 2020, and this morning we had a Venus sextile with Pluto, so that's a a 60-degree angle that Venus and Pluto made. Venus is in Pisces right now. Pluto is in Capricorn. Remember, Pluto moves very slow, so it's going to be in Capricorn for a while, but that was 2.07 a.m. this morning. So, um, yeah, today was a, a interesting energy. Um, Chris has talked about Venus um, energy quite a bit. I don't know if you guys caught that. Um, but, yeah, she did ask me after she first pulled her cards, uh, was Venus heavily involved with February's energy? Um, and was Taurus involved heavily with February's energy? So, um, Taurus, yeah, in a way, but definitely Venus. So, y'all are going to um, see a lot more of that um here in a second but um and also i want to say this just in case you haven't thought to do this already definitely get your pens and pads out um i usually say that at the beginning so that if anybody needs a little bit of time to to grab that go run and get that you know pause this and grab that because i'm gonna give you some um i'm gonna give you quite a bit of dates uh for this if for those of y'all where this is your first time listening to this that's what this is about chrysalis brings me on to talk about what's happening why it's happening when it's happening and how to move through it according to the stars, okay? And all of the times that I'm giving out is Eastern Standard Time, all right? So Venus is in Pisces, like I said. Now, that's very significant for this month in particular because Pisces, you know, we've been talking about Capricorn a lot. Today, we're going to be talking about Pisces quite a bit. And with Venus being in Pisces, it means that we're now more attracted to the Pisces energy. But part of what that means is... We are attracted to things that are going to bring illusions with them. So this is getting into a lot of what Crystal has talked about mm-hmm. in the car reading. Okay, um, having to deal with illusions, having to deal with things um, being presented to you that is going to bring you a lot of tests of your faith. That's why I was laughing. I don't know if y'all caught that, but I was just laughing at some of the stuff she was saying. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, she don't even know what I'm about to say. So. Yes, keep that in mind. We're going to be talking about Pisces quite a bit. Um, now, the fact that it makes this angle with Pluto, um, that's significant because, of course, we just had the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. So, once again, that brings up the idea of death and resurrection, transformation, evolution. So, basically, what this means is that um, with those ideas now are going to be coming a lot of illusions. You may have experienced that today. Um, when you listen to this, think back to um, Sunday or, you know, February 2nd of this month. Like, that's the energy is kind of setting the tone for this period right here. Now, tomorrow, February 3rd, at 6.37 a.m., Mercury enters Pisces. So, Mercury has been 
um, kind of hanging out in the background. It's been on stage of, of the play, but it's been kind of in the in the background. Now it's coming to the forefront, um, like right in front of the front row of the audience. And it's, it's got some things to say this month, okay? Y'all may see where I'm going with that already. But Mercury enters Pisces, 6.37 a.m. tomorrow. That's Monday, February 3rd. And on the exact same day, Venus has a 60-degree angle with Saturn. So it just had one with Pluto this morning. Remember, Pluto and Saturn are right still there together, pretty much. Um, Saturn is starting to slowly move away from Pluto, but now Venus makes its same 60-degree angle, but this time with Saturn, 5.01 p.m. tomorrow. Um, but 60-degree angles tend to be, like, like pretty sweet, um, depending on what planets we're talking about. For the most part, they're pretty sweet angles. Uh, with this particular pair, we can be looking forward to new career opportunities. Um, success is, like, really the, the main message with that. Um, so I'm definitely enjoying a lot of that in my life. I know Chrysalis is as well. Um, I'm wishing all of you the best, um, with that, with that idea in mind and keep moving forward with that. Um, just keep in mind, watch for the illusions and take your time with it. All right. That take your time idea is going to become, um, a lot more, uh, involved in, in, in a second. All right. Wednesday, we got a lot going on this week. Wednesday, February 5th, Mercury makes a 60-degree angle with Uranus. All right, so Uranus is um, typically a planet that kind of gives us a lot of um, anxiety sometimes because it's associated with sudden and unexpected change. But once again, it's a sextile we're talking about. We're talking about 60-degree angle. So with Mercury and Uranus having that angle together, that means that you can find a lot of support for your ideas around that time. So remember, this is Wednesday, February 5th, and they make that angle at 4.43 a.m. So yes, a lot of us still may be asleep, but just keep in mind the energy may help to um, carry that theme throughout the, the rest of the day and even, you know, when the days to come for the rest of this week. So that would be a good day to like pitch an idea or submit a business proposal. Absolutely. Or, okay. That's y'all see how she does that? That's what I want y'all to do. Y'all want y'all to take what I'm saying, take what I said before the last thing I said, take what I said before that thing, put it all together. You know, put your equations together. That's how we do this. All right. So we had the career opportunities showing up with um Venus and Saturn, right? That was that's Monday. And then when job interview exactly or, and right. then here we go two days later where you can find support for your ideas. So I want y'all to think about the the uh, forecast in that way. That was that was dope. That was dope how you put that in there like that. Thank you. Thank you. Um <laughs> so that was Wednesday. Now Friday, I don't know if y'all can tell I'm trying to fly through this because I got a real huge event coming up um on February sixteenth. Hint hint. All right, now we're still in this week of the the week we're in right now. Friday, February seventh, Venus again. I'm gonna be talking about Venus a lot. That's so. That's just so crazy to me. How you asked me that before you even knew any of this. That's just so crazy that's so to me. Crazy. Um, Venus has a transit. Okay, so we have a Venus transit this month, y'all. Venus is going to be coming up a lot more in the months to come as well. Um, if you didn't already know, some of y'all know because y'all listened to some of the other forecasts, Venus goes retrograde again this year, um, as well as Mars. But Venus um, actually enters 
the sign that Mars rules on this Friday, February 7th at 3.02 p.m. That is going to be a very interesting day, setting the tone for a very significant weekend. Okay, remember that February 7th, Venus changes signs and is changing signs going into a sign that it doesn't typically like to be in. It really enjoys being in Pisces, which is where it's in right now. It's leaving Pisces, you know, with all that watery, dreamy energy that Venus can get along with. And it's stepping into the sign of war, competition, fighting, violence, all this stuff that Chrysalis also mentioned. So this is part of why. And when Venus gets into Aries, you typically see a side of Venus that a lot of us don't even know about. Venus is not all about butterflies and daffodils and green grass. Venus can get ugly. So just remember that Venus is not just about what you love. It is also It also can very well be about what you hate. It's what we're attracted to. It's not necessarily what we like. Did everybody, I hope everybody heard that. Mm. It's not Venus. A lot of people get Venus twisted. It's not, it's not about what you love. It's about what you're attracted to. Can I say something too? I'm picking up on something energetically. Sure. Um, because it, you know, this goes back into the ten of, of swords and the sudden and abrupt, you know, violent endings. I would say keep a cool head that day. Avoid arguments Please. and specifically avoid domestic disputes. Please. Because I sense that could be a day for a lot, you know, a, a heightened energy of, you know, arguing, you know, with a spouse or a, a partner um, or, you know, physical altercations or even physical altercations with family members. So just kind of, you know, keep keep a, keep a cool head, take a white bath, crack a coconut over your head if you have to. <laughs> just avoid arguments, you know what I'm saying? Just when it comes to your loved ones. You know, I see like, I'm sensing like, you may see something more in the news about crimes of passion. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say this to kind of help uh, balance that out. Because remember, astrology is not about good or bad. You always want to throw that out before you get into astrology, because if not, you'll trip yourself up. So one way I want to um, bring a different uh, aspect to this event, the idea of Venus going to into Aries, another way that you can look at that is it's actually a good time to pay more attention to the things you want to get started. Okay. Um, Aries is also about action. It's about taking action. It's about initiating things. So with the idea of Venus going into Aries, now it's going to be more attractive to us to initiate things and that doesn't mean to necessarily just jump into anything new but you will have more opportunities to have a better view of the things that you may have been wanting to start things that you may feel like you haven't had time to put your focus into now you're going to get a better view of what things you will be able to start and if you can go ahead and start some things this may be an opportunity for or a time period for you to move forward with at least some of that or like really really get your um your bearings um to move on that if the door um opens up for you and the universe makes it known to you that that has happened okay all right so that wraps up this week now next week sunday february 9th we got the full moon full moon is in leo this month got my leo honey bunny right here you ready yeah, you ready for this full yes, moon yes i'm gonna be making oils again i had, oh, to, I had to take a snap. break 
for January because it was too much going on. Y'all, but y'all see what I did? Y'all see what mm-hmm. I did right there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be conjuring on the ninth. That's what I'm going to be doing. That's right. That's right. See, I'll be on the lookout for that. And, um, yeah, that's actually um, a pretty light week. Um, even though that is a full moon, um, this is actually a, a pretty one. It's a pretty light full moon, um, especially considering the, the different types of full moons we've been having. And, of course, you know, we just had the eclipses. Um, so we kind of get to have a, a little break with this uh, full moon right here. Um, it's going to be the opposite of Aquarius. So it's not a whole lot going on in Aquarius right now. We um, Some stuff is going to be entering into Aquarius um, here soon. But for right now, this is kind of like a full moon that gives us a break to actually enjoy the full moon energy more. Okay. And that's actually the only um, major event that I took notes on for that week. So keep in mind that the week beginning February 9th, um, you get kind of a nice little rest break. Um, for the rest of that week, and you're going to need it because Christmas is giving me the eye, the eyebrow raise. Right, I'm like, because why? Because guess what's happening the very next Sunday after that? Mercury retrograde. Oh man, we've already been. I've already been. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. If y'all didn't catch the hints I've been giving, that's what I was talking about. So get ready, everybody. We already are entering the shadow. I know some of y'all may have intuited that already because of the way things are starting to shift. But yes, we're entering Mercury Shadow. And on February 9th, no, I just said February 9th. February 16th. See, that's Mercury Retrograde right there. <laughs> February, <laughs> Sunday, February 16th. First, before we even speak on Mercury Retrograde, part of why it is going to be so intense this time, and it is going to be intense this time. Mercury goes retrograde that day, but before that happens, the same day, earlier in the day, 6.33 a.m., Mars enters, guess what sign? Capricorn. So, already, y'all, we got all this energy we've been talking about in the sign of Capricorn. We got Saturn in Capricorn. We got Pluto in Capricorn. We got Jupiter in Capricorn. The goat! (laughs) (laughs) We got the South Node in Capricorn for those of us that are up on the South Node. And Clearly, the goat is running the heavens right now. Man, the, goat, <laughs> the goat has not been playing no games with y'all. <laughs> and then we had, you know, just recently we had the Sun in Capricorn. Just recently we had the Mercury. We had Mercury in Capricorn. That's a whole lot. And now, even though the Sun has left, Mercury has left. Mars is like, nope, we're not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> Mars is entering the picture. The exact same day Mercury goes retrograde. Now, Mercury retrograde is already an intense event. Um, it's, it's, it has enough intensity as it is anytime it happens. The fact that there's a Mars transit happening on that same day, that says a lot, y'all. So please get to rest. Rest up before that. Use that week that I just told you about where a whole lot's not happening. Use that to rest up. Get your stuff organized. If it's not organized already, get yourself prepared. Um, we won't be have resting you. up. We won't be resting up. How'd you know be in town that weekend? Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's ceremony weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Isn't somebody getting their warriors? 
No, okay, I'm I'm talking too much. <laughs> Let me. I think I think one of our guys' siblings is getting their Warriors, but that's I'm not gonna say anything else about that because I think I might have said too much. But um, shout out to them, congratulations. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's gonna be an interesting yeah, weekend. But he's also doing readings. He is doing readings. So if you find oh, yourself so that's a, oh, that's why you did that. See, see what she did there. See what she did there. I see you. I see Reach you. Reach out to us. If you in because yes, my padrino, um, who if those of you are not familiar with us and um our spiritual practices, we both are um Aberishas are initiated in um Lukumi. Um our padrino will be visiting our godfather, um our elder will be visiting from Vegas that weekend of the well really the fourteenth. Um, but it'll be there of February. He'll be there the whole time, the whole weekend. But he will he's opening himself up to giving readings. So if you find that you may be in need of one mm. for the month of February, which you know, uh, uh Lagoon reading, um, then you know, really any type of spiritual guidance I I advise. Of course, you know, I do the tarot on the bone readings, mediumships still does the um Astrology, astrology oracle, but, cards. oracle cards but if you're in need of you know something you know from a priest an actual initiated priest mm-hmm. then my padrino our padrino will be in town yes. um but it's interesting i don't find that that's a coincidence that weekend right when mercury right <laughs> and just like just this also is the same kind of thing that we was talking about last month like with all of this pisces energy and all of this illusion based energy that's a perfect time to get um, advanced divination um, assistance from somebody because that's your way of really seeing more clearly what's going on because you're diving into that Pisces realm. Pisces is the subconscious, so you get to actually see what's going on um, from a much clearer um, vantage point. Mm-hmm. You know, without all of the you know mist in your way, you get to actually peer through the mist peers through the mist and see what's on the other side, you know, whether it be cards or bones, like she said, or, you know, astrology like we're doing right now. Um, so, yeah, definitely, you know, if, if that's something that you're called to do. Um, and I don't know um, if, you know, if whoever out there is listening, uh, if you feel like we're speaking to you, I don't know if you've had a D-Lo Goon reading or not yet. Um, but, man, yeah. Them things are intense, and they will tell you a lot about yourself. Like, Everything. Like, your whole life, you just be sitting there like, God damn, like, how, like, wow. You know what I mean? And it can give you a lot of insight where you can really get a handle on things if you feel like, you know, stuff is getting out of control for you. So, yeah, definitely check that out. Thank you for uh, for bringing that up, honey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that's definitely right on time. Um, so, Mars is going into Capricorn that day. And we're talking about uh, February 16th, that mo- early that morning, 6.33 a.m. Um, Mars is bringing the fire to the same sign that we've been talking about for quite a while. Um, once again, Mars, just like Aries, is about initiating things, though. So, you know, if it's about initiating your clarity, um, helping you out by getting a reading from somebody or, you know, getting into divination yourself. You know what I'm saying? Anything that has to do with initiating things that are involving your career. So once again, we just talked about that earlier, you know, with the career opportunities, you know what I'm saying? With uh, support for your ideas. This is another um, 
part of that same formula that you can add onto that same uh, way of movement, you know what I'm saying, to increase the success that you're experiencing with uh, with moving forward in that way with Mars on the day that go that Mercury goes retrograde. Now here's the here's the catch to that. There's kind of a paradox that day if we're considering that idea because Mercury going retrograde and this goes right back to what Chrysler said. This is so this is just so amazing to me. It goes right back to what Chrysler said about the chariot. That's why I started laughing when she started talking about the chariot being reversed. Because chariot, if I'm not mistaken, honey, is all about forward movement. Yep. And Mercury is about movement. And so Mercury's going retrograde on the 16th. Wow. And the chariot came up reversed in her spread. So, right. So there's just no coincidence to that. So basically what I'm saying is, is like, yes, keep in mind career opportunities. Yes. Keep in mind, um, sharing your ideas on the days that we told you to share your ideas that you'll get, um, that you're for sure to get support with that. Yes. Keep in mind Mars is entering Capricorn, um, on the 16th. However, you're going to have to start to really pay attention to balancing out some of these concepts, especially the closer we get to the 16th. So you want to, in a sense, start some new stuff, but not really. Like, have it in your mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, prepare. Like, it's, it's almost like like you've been, um, like, you. let's say you like about to be in a track meet, right? And the starting blocks are there waiting for you on the track. You know what I mean? February 16th is like you finally um, made it to the track. You know what I'm saying? You you initiated getting down on your knees at the starting block, and you got a clear mind. You got a clear picture in your mind of hitting that finish line. You can hear the gun going off. You know it's all right about to happen. But get in position and wait because – that's the Mercury retrograde energy. Mercury retrograde is like, okay, on your mark, get set, wait. Mm-hmm. Not go. Get on your mark, yes. Get set, yes. But, eh, no, we got some more things to show you first. And Don't it, start running yet. And it makes sense because, you know, according to the cards that fell for the month, it's clear that there's certain things that need to be put in place spiritually and personally before we can move forward. You know, so that's all it is. It's just, you know, certain things that need to be put in place before we can successfully continue on with our endeavors. And just to throw this out there, too, um, because I don't want anybody to get, like, too caught up on an idea. Like, it has to be strictly this way or it has to be strictly that way, right? A lot of people get concerned about Mercury Retrograde because of they, they, you know, they come across information telling them that there's stuff they just absolutely can't do. It's not that so much, but... You do want to understand that if you're in a position where you feel feel like it is or it might be in your best interest to move forward with some things, this is the time to make sure you are paying attention to detail. So if you have to sign a contract, make sure you read that joker like five times. You know what I'm saying? Part of what work with retrograde means is not just that it's going backwards from my perspective of looking at it in the sky, Mercury is literally coming closer to the Earth. It's coming towards the Earth. So when Mercury is not retrograde, it's going away from the Earth. 
to go around the sun on the other side of the sun when it's retrograde is coming back towards the earth so the energy that's associated with mercury is a lot louder and mercury is all about information and communication anyway that's the planet of those concepts so information is going to be a lot louder it's like noise the noise is going to increase you know what i'm saying so if you're trying to focus on reading through something that's important for you to understand before you sign it and you got a whole lot more energetic noise around you you need to just take your time more with that before you sign it if you have to sign it now some people would just say well fuck that i'm just not signing it right now that's the smarter move to make that might be the smarter move to make but i don't want anybody to feel like completely restricted when there's certain um uh situations presented to where they feel like this really is a good move to make if i'm if i make this move just be very careful slow down you know what i'm saying take your time pay attention to detail read through the shit five times make sure you're looking for all the fine print that you're likely to miss okay and this is i'm speaking metaphorically also and literally Okay, so just keep that in mind. But Mercury is the main theme for the month. Mercury retrograde specifically. All right? So once again, at Sunday, February 16th, you got a week to kind of rest up for and not have to worry about a whole lot going on right before it happens. It's going to happen 7.54 p.m. on that day. Now, the very next day, I'm uh, my mistake. Two days after that, so nothing's happening really that Monday. So that Sunday, we just got finished talking about Tuesday of the same week, two days later, February 18th, the sun enters Pisces. So Mercury's going to enter Pisces, leading the way. Then Mercury's going to go retrograde the same day Mars enters Capricorn. And then the sun is going to hit Pisces. So we got a lot of energy coming into Pisces, y'all, triggering Neptune. The planet of Pisces, the planet that rules Pisces, which has been in Pisces for a very long time. So the sun is going to enter Pisces at 11.57 p.m. on Tuesday of that week. And I typically don't talk a lot about um, the angles that the moon makes with different planets because the moon is moving so fast and constantly changing the angles it's making with planets. But this is a particular one I want to mention because not only is it happening on the same day that the sun enters Pisces, but it's the moon and Mars making a conjunction on that same day. So it's actually earlier that morning, 8.16 a.m., the same day that the sun enters Pisces, the moon is going to conjunct Mars. You want to keep active. You want to make sure you're finishing any tasks that you have started. There's going to be a lot of emotional energy surrounding that. And remember, Mars is the planet of war, violence, competition, fighting, ego, me, 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 me. All of that stuff, all right? But at the same time, it's also about initiating things. So if you do initiate anything, make sure you stay active because if you initiate something and then fall off of that, the emotions involved with the moon conjuncting that planet that day is going to probably bring in some unwanted things that's just going to have you thrown off. So in other words, stay focused. Um, Understand that that is going to be another energy that's stamping the event of the sun entering the sign of illusion. Illusion is a very, very strong theme this month. All right. Now, before I get into the rest of the week that Mercury retrograde is going to kick off, um, I do want to speak a little bit more about this particular retrograde because like I did say, um, 
this is a, a particularly intense one. Now, we just had, you know, last one we just had was a very intense one, right? But this one's going to be a little bit different because, you know, it's always in a different sign whenever we have Mercury retrograde. Um, the last one we had was extremely intense. Um, but the last one we had was in the sign of Scorpio. And it remained in the sign of Scorpio the entire Mercury retrograde. It went retrograde at the end of Scorpio, went all the way damn near back to the beginning of Scorpio, turned around in Scorpio again, and then went forward in Scorpio, all the way back through Scorpio. This time, we've got it starting off in Pisces, but it's going to end up retrograding back into Aquarius, where it just came from. So that when it turns around to go direct again, it's going to be doing that in Aquarius and then coming back into Pisces again. So that's a little bit of a different type of energy that we're looking at. We're looking at retrograding through two completely different types of energy. So that's two whole different kinds of reviews that Mercury retrograde is going to be throwing your way this time around. And also, Mercury does not like being in Pisces. Pretend that you're trying to communicate some very, very important information to somebody that you really, really love and is time sensitive, but you're talking from the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, we don't. That that doesn't sound too fun. Not at all. At least not to me. I don't know how y'all feel about that, but that don't sound fun to me trying to communicate some of the most important information my loved one needs for their uh, progression in life. And I have to speak through the ocean to get them to hear what I'm saying. So imagine that a lot of the communication you're going to be trying to give people, um, they're not going to hear what you're saying. <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the information you're going to be trying to absorb from other people, you may think you hear what they're saying. Like you probably, matter of fact, you probably will think you hear what they're saying. You're going to feel like, oh, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. And you're going to want to move forward with it like you really know what they're saying. And then maybe like a week or two, maybe three weeks, something going to hit you and like, whoa, like, that's what you meant? Like, wow. So in other words, don't invest a lot in what people are telling you right now, especially when Mercury actually goes retrograde. Like, put, put the ideas in your pocket, write them down. Be prepared to refine those ideas a little bit down the road because Mercury's going to go direct towards the uh, what's going to go back into Aquarius um, the first week of next month. And it's going to go direct um, towards the middle of next month, but it's still going to be in Aquarius. It still got to make its way all the way back through to hit Pisces again and then cross over the section of Pisces or the degree of Pisces where it first went retrograde. So. Mercury retrograde typically lasts about three, three and a half weeks. All right. So just always keep that in mind. Whenever it goes retrograde, you got a few weeks to just chill, take notes. Um, you know, with this energy being all about Pisces, Mercury retrograde and Pisces, and then going backwards in the Aquarius also, you may not even really see much of what the retrograde energy is trying to show you until the beginning of next month. So just keep in mind, illusions, illusions, illusions. They're abounding. They're going to be all over the place. Just take your time. Understand that a lot of what you're experiencing that you may not like, this shit probably ain't even real, yo. Just, you know what I'm saying? Just just ride the waves from that standpoint, and, and you'll be a lot better off. All right. Is there anything you feel like I need to add to mm-hmm. Mercury retrograde piece before I move on? Because once I move on, I'm done with Mercury retrograde. I ain't talking about it no more. I think it's thorough. 
All right, y'all. If you need assistance with that, reach out to me. If you need these readings, reach out to me. Um, but yeah, you're gonna be sounding like blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> so just don't take it don't take it too serious if people not hearing where you're coming from. All right. All right. So let's wrap up the rest of that week and then we just got one more week to uh to fly through and we and we're gonna be out of here. All right, so last thing I talked about was the 18th. So let's move on to, we're still in the same week. Now we're talking about the 20th. Thursday, February 20th, Jupiter makes a sextile. That's a 60-degree angle with Neptune. So we're talking about Pisces again because Neptune rules Pisces, remember? So this is actually a very important angle that these two planets are making now. Um, one thing about this month in particular, there's actually quite a few angles that the outer planets are making with each other because the way that all the planets are positioned. We got a lot of stuff already in Capricorn. Some of the stuff is leaving Capricorn, but we got more stuff entering Capricorn. And now we got a lot of stuff moving into Pisces and Aries, but there's still like huge clusters of planets, like all in one space, you know, depending on um, what sign we're talking about. But a lot of stuff is in Capricorn. Got a few things moving out of uh, Aquarius into Pisces, and a lot of stuff is moving into Aries also, all right? As a matter of fact, Venus is in Aries um, on the day of the retrograde. We got Chiron in Aries on the day of the retrograde. We got Lilith in Aries on the day of retrograde. I know I'm getting into some other stuff that we don't get into a lot right here, but I'm just giving y'all an idea of um, what the, the big picture looks like, all right? So... With Neptune and Jupiter making this sextile together, they're actually going to make this same angle with each other, I think, three times this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but this is important. Remember, we talked about how Jupiter is one of the planets that's setting the tone for the entire year with the position it's in. Neptune, of course, um, is directly associated with Pisces and all of the illusion energy that we've been talking about. So with this sextile between these two planets on February 20th, Look for things to be presented to you around that time, on and around that time, that has to do with what I would call mystical inspiration. That's going to be a theme all year long. So this is something This is something that you want to keep in mind of a way that you can kind of pivot off of that illusion energy that's going to be prevalent this month. You want to use the, the energy of illusion to, to give you inspiration in regards to diving more into the other realms. You know what I'm saying? A lot, like, think of it as, like, um, ocean water being all in your face or, like, a whole bunch of waves being in between you and what you're trying to look at. That can make um, it difficult to see what you're trying to look at, right? But that's only if you're trying to look at something above the ocean. So another way of looking at it, another way of looking at that is, hmm, maybe I should be, diving into the ocean mm. and seeing what's in the ocean. Mm. Right? So pick up them tarot cards. Right? Get into astrology more. Get these divinations. Um, do, do your own divinations more. You know what I'm saying? Dive into your spiritual practice more. You know what I'm saying? Meditate more. This is a perfect time for you to speak with your ancestors and your spirit guides more. Mm-hmm. So there's astrology that supports that exactly Mm -hmm. and really mercury retrograde is all about your messages from the other side being louder so that you can you can hear what 
the other side is saying to you more and your spirits from the other side are saying to you more. A lot of times Mercury retrograde hits and then you may not be able to hear what somebody's trying to tell you or understand what they're really saying, but that's because spirit is talking through them to you. You'll get that a lot during Mercury retrograde, especially when it's in Pisces. This is the perfect time for that. So if somebody's getting on your nerves because something they said to you, stop and remember like, wait a minute. What if my ancestors were speaking to me right now through their words? So what they think they're saying, that ain't got nothing to do with what I'm actually being told right now. That's how you want to look at this. Okay, I just gave y'all a huge gem. Please remember that because the shit going to be loud. But it may not hurt or sting as bad if you realize the source that's giving you the message is different than the source that appears to be giving you the message. Did that make sense? Is that Okay, I just want to make sure I'm making sense because, you know, Mercury's already talking. So, yes, keep that in mind. You know what I'm saying? If, if you listen to this episode more than once, let this part of this episode stand out to you. All right? Because that's going to be real important. That will save you a lot of headache and it will help you get a lot of messages you've probably been begging for. A lot of clarity you've probably been begging for. All right? That's February 20th. Remember that date. And the stuff that happens around that date, remember, that is a major theme for the entire year of 2020. Jupiter sextiles Neptune at 10.50 that morning. February 21st, that's the very next day, that's Friday. Mars trines Uranus, that's a 120 degree angle between Mars, as Mars showing up again. But this time it trines Uranus, which this is why Taurus has now come up in the conversation. So, honey, when you was asking me about Taurus, Mm -hmm. we've been talking about Venus a lot. This is the answer to your question about Taurus. Remember, y'all, Uranus is in Taurus right now. It's still at the beginning stages. Um, And you said something else in your your reading earlier that made me think about this particular event because you were talking about, um, you said something about... uh, what was it? Something about our values. Um, man, what was it that you said? It was a over a over concern and a lack of necessities, like bare necessities, mm-hmm. resources. That's Taurus. Your resources. You know what I'm saying? Your money, your personal possessions, um, but also your values and stuff like that. So, um, with Mars trining Uranus. That brings that up. That's 4.10 a.m. Friday, February twenty. Uh, Friday, February 21st. This is a trying, between these two planets, this is a trying to suggest you want to be thinking about your future and not your past. So you're probably going to be like pulled. There's probably going to be like a pull um, where certain things are going to be trying to like get you to worry about shit that don't matter no more. And the illusion is going to be that it does matter. Like, you need to focus on it for some reason because you you have to, like, pivot off of that to, like, get your way out of that. Don't even don't even think about it like that. Like, ignore the past around that time. Focus on the future. Okay? Um, Uranus is about sudden unexpected change. So another way that could play out is that you may have things happen to you that will trigger you in a way because Mars is about that, you know, that, that, violence you know what i'm saying it's about that that uh like spark of activity right that match with sudden unexpected change 
it's you know I'm I'm pretty sure it's easy for some of us to see how that could kind of trigger us into thinking about our past in ways that don't feel good. So just keep in mind, prepare for that ahead of time, and know that that's coming, and um, and think about where you want to be. All right, now we're in the last week of the month, honey. Sunday, February twenty third, new moon in Pisces. 10.32 a.m. So the full moon was kind of light. It's going to be kind of light this month. But the new moon is going to be different because now not only is it in Pisces, but Mercury is retrograde in Pisces by the time this happens. So that's going to be heightening that Mercury retrograde energy that we just went through. Also, that exact same day, Venus, once again, now is making a square with Pluto. And that's pretty like midday Eastern time, 11.59 a.m., so that with a square, square is the angle that I tend to uh, enjoy the least out of all of them. It's 90 degree angle between Venus and Jupiter. You may, may experience some personal upsets that day. Um, we're going to tend to be more sensitive that day than usual. And we're already probably going to be extremely sensitive pretty much all month as it is. So just keep that in mind. Sunday, February 23rd, um, the day of the new moon in Pisces, that's a big one, y'all. The very next day, February 24th, the sun sextiles Mars, 9.06 p.m. There's going to be some nervous energy around that, so you're going to have to focus on self-control. All right? You may feel a lot. You may feel some anxiousness. You know what I'm saying? You may want to, like, move forward with some things. Remember, Mercury's in retrograde, so prepare yourself. Get your, your space together to make it easier for you to sit and chill. Tuesday, very next day. This is a this is a jam-packed week, last week of the month. Tuesday the 25th, the sun conjuncts Mercury. Mercury is retrograde. The sun is conjuncting Mercury in retrograde. That's 8.45 p.m. Pay attention to detail. Do not sign nothing without reading it five times. <laughs> All right. Apply that metaphorically to any way, any way you can in your life, all right? The sun is starting a new cycle with Mercury that day. So that's actually a good day for light to be shed on what the Mercury retrograde is about, though, all right? Um, Wednesday, the 26th, Mercury, now it's Mercury and Mars doing some stuff together. Mercury sextiles Mars at 12.59 a.m., you go, it's going to be important for you to have a good sense of humor that day. <laughs> All right. Mercury is known as the trickster planet. Mars is violence. Mars is war, fighting, competition. All right. Ego. Um, and, and real quick, I want to throw this in here too, because a lot of us tend to, for even myself, we tend to forget this side of Mercury. Mercury also deals with health. We talk about communication, information all the time. Please be mindful that you're going to get a lot of signs about your health this month. Listen to your body, please. Well, there's already that virus going around that everybody's been scared about. Lord have mercy. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to even touch that. Did you want to say anything else about that? No, I just want to throw that out there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I ain't going to touch that because I'll definitely be talking for too long. But then this is another reason why it's important to, to get on your self-care and be on your purification rituals. Yes. So. Pay attention to your immune system. Pisces, all my Pisces out there, please take care of your feet. I'm going to say that again. Pisces, if your son is in Pisces, please Take care of your feet. 
especially, I mean, that's all the time for y'all, but especially this month, all right? And any other health conditions that you don't know about or you haven't been paying attention to, if they're serious, they're going to get louder this week in your body. So just, you know, don't panic. Just honor your body by paying attention to what your body's trying to tell you because if your body's telling you to put some shit down and you don't need, you don't need to be putting it in your system no more, if you keep doing that this particular month, it's not going to be good. All right? It's not going to be good. Um, moving on. Where was I at? Uh, Mercury and Mars, right? Okay, that was February 26th. All right, honey, we're wrapping it up. Last day. Friday, February 28th. This is another big one. Venus squares Pluto at 5.08 p.m. There's that square again, and there's Venus again. And Pluto, remember, was part of the conjunction, the ultimate conjunction. So part of what that energy means is that you may have a tendency to judge others a little too harshly. Mm. I'm not going to get into the details of why that is because I'm going to have to you know, break down that whole explanation. But just remember what Pluto is about. Pluto is about death and resurrection. It's about bonding. It's about your bonds with others. It's also about um, transformation and evolution. Venus is about what we're attracted to. But remember, a square is a more harsh angle. So that means that those two concepts of Venus and Pluto are arguing with each other. And it may be one of the most intense arguments that we have. Mm. All right. Considering when we say argument, we mean an angle between two planets. So your sextiles and your trines, those are the ones that's going to be more supportive. Your um, oppositions, your squares. Those are the ones that can that can trigger us and, and cause some challenges. So Venus and Pluto, they're not going to like each other that day. So the ability for you to transform and evolve is not going to be a too attractive um, how things are going to uh, get in the way of that. All right? It's one of the ways of looking at that. So just, you know, be very easy with yourself and others. Um, on that day. And then also that day, Mercury sextiles Uranus. So there's Uranus again. This is later that night, 10, 13 p.m. Um, now, this goes back. We, you, may, you may remember we had a sextile with Mercury and Uranus already. So how are we having it again? Remember Mercury's retrograde. So this is going back over an angle that it already made with Uranus earlier in the month. So that was the angle to where we brought up the fact that you could find support for your ideas, right? Mm. But remember, the first time we said that Mercury wasn't retrograde. This time, it's happening. Mercury's retrograde. So, in a sense, yeah, you can find some more support with your ideas. But now, this time, it's going to be like in a reverse manner, so to speak. You're going to be going back over those ideas, and now you're probably going to see some things that you didn't see the first time you had those ideas when you shared them. So, one thing that that is saying is. One thing that that tells me is the first time you share those ideas, if you do share them earlier in the month, the first time that that uh, angle hit, uh, you probably want to be a little more general about it and not be so obsessive about your ideas when you're sharing them. Because whatever feedback you get, the end of the month is going to be an opportunity for you to have some experiences to help you understand why you got the responses you got in the first place refine the way you were thinking about those ideas and um, get even more support in that refinement process. All right. 
So that wraps up our month um, of February, y'all. If uh, y'all got any questions, like I said, reach out. Well, y'all, that is it for February 2020's Why in the Sky. Um, that's all we got <laughs> until next month. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, this is setting us up for some good things if we just take the information and, you know, the, the tools and just utilize them. And, you know, this is really the month to do the work, you know, do whatever work and in, inner work that you need to do. Um, Cause I feel like the way the rest of the year is, this may be the only month we get really, you know, to, to take that time really before things just be, go on a momentum that we can't even keep up with, you know? So take the time, you know, use these retrogrades to your advantage and, you know, the, the, all of my card reversals, use them to your mm-hmm. advantage you reset. Know, take re- this month yeah. to reset your direction if you need to. If you need to, you know, and utilize that time. Um, but yeah, I mean, in the meantime, you know where we're at. You know, uh, information is in the details and, and on this podcast to reach us. Um, Crystal's son, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I got, you know, my website, bethevibe.com. Uh, you can always email me, therapeuticvibrations at gmail.com. And this... Um, podcast also has a I have like a feature on there where you can leave me voicemail so feel free to drop me a line you know and um yeah feel free to drop me a line if you want to reach out um and what we got for you with your with your contact uh shaman hands uh well that's facebook i don't be on facebook like that he really don't be oh i swear he says this every month i mean i'll be on there but i don't be checking my messages on there like that um Instagram, that's a better way to reach me. Mm-hmm. Um, Spirit Science Institute, that is Spirit Science Institute, all one word, no dashes, no underscores, and that is on IG. And of course, if you want to book a reading or a health consultation or any of my other services that I offer from my website, that is RevShawn.as dot m e rev sean with a s h a w n dot s dot me and you can book right off of the website and we're actually um we got some some special stuff going on right now don't we you gotta uh mm-hmm. yeah if i'm offering um 50 percent off for the first 20 people that join my online community so i have hey. a really cool online community on my website um, because I'm definitely wanting to move off of other people's platforms. I want to cultivate, uh, you know, everything in, in my own platform. So Be The Vibe has a membership, uh, monthly membership, sec- monthly membership. There's Mercury, y'all. Section. That's Mercury. Blah, 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 Ooh, we're blah, right. Blah, blah. With, access, <laughs> with access to a lot of content that I don't put out on mainstream. Um, and, you know, I have wonderful colleagues and peers that, you know, we all support each other. And so in support of my online community, Shaman Hands has been generous enough to open up a promotion. So 50% off select readings for the first 20 people that astrology reading specifically i'll say for yeah. the first 20 select astrology mm-hmm. readings for the first 20 people that sign up for my online membership so that's popping i'm excited about that um but yeah i mean that's that's pretty much all we got oh and something else too i have um 
you know, a lot of you enjoyed this podcast and, you know, a lot of you give us some really great feedback. So, you know, if you um, want to continue to support the movement and support, you know, what, what we got going on here, there is a uh, option on the podcast uh, to donate. You know, you can donate uh, to support this podcast. I know I've actually gotten some people that have uh, sent in donations just out of, you know, they were moved to do so in order to support uh, what we got going on here. And, that was, and that's actually what gave me the idea to even put that up on the site for anyone else who would want to continue to support us um, on a financial energetic level. So there's that. You can do a one-time donation if you'd like, or I know it's set up where you can uh, subscribe monthly, um, do a monthly donation to the site, um, to this podcast, so we can keep it going. Um, But yeah, we truly enjoy this. We truly enjoy getting this information out to you. We definitely love doing these podcasts, uh, these episodes once a month. And I love that y'all get so much out of it. Yes. Like, for real. Yeah, just the feedback alone, you know, positive uh, feedback is definitely motivating for us to keep it coming. And um, yeah, just, you know, continue to, to use what we provide and, you know, make make this, this time really pop for you, I guess is what I want to say. And that's all I got. Till next right. time. Till next time, y'all. We appreciate y'all. Peace.